0: This is 10 Things I Like About, a 10 minute, 10 episode podcast about unknown or misunderstood wildlife. Welcome to 10 Things I Like About. I'm Kirsten, your host, and this is a podcast about misunderstood or unknown creatures in nature. Some we'll find right outside our doors, and some are continents away, but all are fascinating. This podcast will focus 10 10-minute 10 episodes on different animals and their amazing characteristics. Please join me on this extraordinary journey. You won't regret it. This episode continues tarantulas. And the seventh thing I like about tarantulas is how they reproduce. I'm sure you have all heard at least one thing about spider reproduction before listening to this podcast episode. And I'm sure it's the rumor that male spiders better run fast after mating or they'll get eaten. That can be a valid concern with various species of spiders and even some tarantulas, but not all female spiders are out there looking for a good man to eat. Before the male finds himself in this precarious situation, there are many steps he must perform first. So let's start at the beginning. Mating season for many tarantulas is in the late summer or early fall. This is when those of us that live in the western United States will encounter male tarantulas in the road, yards, or even our houses. They are looking for females. Before they leave their burrows, though, they have a bit of work to do to get ready to win over the ladies. Males must charge their palpal bulbs on the ends of their pedipalps with sperm before they can wander out to find a female mate. What exactly does that mean? Good question. And I have one doozy of an answer. To be able to mate with a female, the male tarantula must have a way to transfer his sperm to the female so that her eggs can be fertilized and grow into baby tarantulas or spiderlings. The male tarantula uses the palpal bulbs, which are hardened sperm storage organs, on their pedipalps to make that transfer. His sperm is made inside his body, but not near the pedipalps. Therefore, he has to complete a rather long process to get his sperm just where he wants. First, the male spins a blanket of silk somewhere in his burrow or a protected area at an angle. Then he spreads his sperm on the underside of this silk blanket or sperm web. Next, he maneuvers himself on top of the web in just the right spot so that he can reach the sperm with his pedipalps and dips the palpal bulbs into the sperm, drawing it into his storage organ. Phew, I'm worn out just talking about all that work. Once he's all charged up, he's on the prowl. Most females stay in or near their burrows or nests their entire lives, so the male has to go hunting. Now, he doesn't just charge into a female's burrow. That's how you get eaten. So how do you get a female to come out of their dark hole without losing your life? You dazzle her with song. Male tarantulas will drum their front legs on the ground just outside the burrow or on the silk threads that protrude outside the female's burrow. This is how they let the female know it is a romantic house call. This is risky for the male because if the female is not receptive to mating, she could come out and aggressively run him off or even damage him. He might also mistakenly pick a male's burrow. Males don't generally get into fierce fights with an accidental courting, but it's precious time wasted. To help streamline things, females will often announce their receptiveness by applying a pheromone on the silk outside their burrow that lets males know to knock on her door. Some species of tarantula will actually place this pheromone web in plant matter above their burrow so that the wind will blow the scent farther. Then the male will come and the drumming will commence. If the female is interested, she will emerge from the burrow to inspect her suitor. Once they are face-to-face, there are a few things that can happen. If she needs a bit more persuading, the male will begin a dance with his front legs, lifting them up and down. Sometimes the male will join in the dance, and sometimes she moves straight towards the male immediately. Responses can vary from species to species, but can also vary with individuals in the same species. Once he's won the female's permission, the slightly dangerous part begins for the male. The two tarantulas will stand in front of each other face to face. Then the male will reach under her with his front legs and grasp her fangs with small spurs on the ends of his legs. Once her fangs are secure, the male will gently lift her and reach back to her genital openings and place his sperm inside. This doesn't take much time, and once he's done, he skedaddles as fast as he can. He's off to find another female. In the wild, sexual cannibalism seems to be rare, but in captivity, it is known to happen in certain species. The female will often fall into an immobile state for several moments after copulation is complete, which is the perfect time for the male to split. We don't know why the female becomes immobile at this time, but it appears to happen in almost every species of tarantula, at least every species we've observed mating. Now the female will usually carry the sperm in her body until she's ready to create an egg sac. Since mating is in late summer or early fall, she will typically carry the sperm around until the following spring or summer. Then she prepares some silk and lays the eggs in the silk. The eggs are fertilized with sperm as she lays them. She then rolls the silk into a sturdy egg sack. Depending on the species, she will either carry the sack around with her or stash it safely in her hideout. Generally speaking, ground-dwelling tarantulas seem to be the ones that carry the egg sack around, while arboreal species leave them in the safety of their homes. This may be due to the fact that the eggs must be kept warm so they can grow into spiderlings, and burrows underground stay cooler than nests in trees. But that's a Maybe. We need to do some more research on that to figure out if that is the answer. Depending on the species, females can lay anywhere from 20 to 1,000 eggs. That's a whole lot of babies. The eggs typically incubate from two to three weeks before they hatch. During incubation, mom takes very good care of her egg sacs. If she is a species that carries the egg sac around, she's constantly monitoring the temperature to ensure the eggs do not get too hot or too cold. If they secure them in a hidden place, she's always nearby making sure the egg sac is safe. When it's time to hatch, the spiderlings will either emerge after they have molted into their first instar stage or before. When they do hatch, they'll be about the size of a tick. In Avicularia species, the spiderlings will emerge in their first instar stage after their first molt. They will be covered in dark, hairy, hard exoskeleton and will be fully mobile. Other species will emerge as pale, soft nymphs without a hardened exoskeleton. After a few weeks, the nymphs will molt into their first instar stage. The spiderlings will hang out with mom for a few weeks and then head out into the world on their own. Many people think tarantulas are bad moms, and that it's get out or be eaten as soon as you hatch, but some researchers at Hiram College studying an East African tarantula species saw something quite different. The researchers were actually studying these tarantulas' breeding behaviors, which were successful, and this gave them a whole other exciting behavior to study. After the spiderlings of this species hatched, the researchers fed the mother and the baby some crickets and saw something remarkable the mother grabbed a cricket and allowed many of her spiderlings to gather around her mouth and share the meal with her, while a second cricket was shared by the rest of the spiderlings. I think this is some truly amazing and unexpected behavior. It's also something that we share in common with this tarantula, caring for young and sharing with our siblings. Who would have thought? Like many invertebrates, tarantulas must molt their exoskeleton to grow. This can be a complicated and dangerous moment in a tarantula's life. To molt, they must crack open their current exoskeleton, flip over on their backs, and shimmy out of their old clothes. It takes several hours until their new exoskeleton hardens, and while they wait, they are vulnerable. But this is what tarantulas must do at least once a year until they're fully mature and ready to make their own babies. The age of maturation varies greatly amongst tarantula species. Some females can take up to 10 years before they are ready to mate. Many females of various species can live 20 to 30 years. Males mature earlier and generally live a lot shorter lives than females. Sorry about that, guys. Well, that's all there is for tarantula reproduction. I hope you were as fascinated by this behavior as I was because it's my seventh favorite thing about them. If you're enjoying this podcast, please recommend me to friends and family and take a moment to give me a rating on whatever platform you're listening. It will help me reach more listeners and give the animals I talk about an even better chance at change. Join me next week for another thing I like about tarantulas. This has been an episode of 10 Things I Like About with Kirsten and Company. Original music written and performed by Katherine Camp. Piano extraordinaire.